0: Stand up, stand up, stand up. for your rights. Get up, stand up. Hi there, you're listening Don't to Linda up. Pinizzato of The Condo Expert. And today we really want to talk about, you know that the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, they actually have a condominium buyer's guide that's out on the marketplace. And, you know, unless you're actually out there searching around, like you can find the link on the Condo Owners Association website, coaontario.com. And it'll give you really an awful lot of information. And I can give you an overview of the entire condominium world. Because, you know, some people, they're not even totally familiar with what a legal description of a condominium is, even though they've turned around and they've just bought one. But, you know, basically, interesting enough, a condominium, Okay, it can offer so many different types of attributes. I mean, you can choose from a townhouse condominium. You can choose from a freehold condominium. That's, yes, you own the condo, but you don't own the land behind you. So the land behind you, it could be where you have to drive in to park your car because you don't have a garage at the front of your townhouse. You have it at the rear, but you do have a common roadway to get to your garage. So that common roadway is considered a condominium. Pardon, it might be 45 60 $70 per month, even though the townhouse is a freehold. Okay, so aside from that, you've also got stacked townhouses. I don't know if you've driven around, you take a look and it looks like you've got three townhouses all on top of each other. Well, those are stacked townhouses. And most stacked townhouses, a lot of times, they don't build as many as they used to simply because they take a lot of land. And, of course, the builders make more money. if The higher they go, the more profits there are. So condominium apartments are much more in your face right now because we've got cranes all over the place. But, you know, the bottom line is is condominiums, they complete a community. So, in other words, it's one complex that could offer a whole range of entertainment and recreational and social and you're all pretty much living under one roof or you have a shared ownership. So you own the unit, but you don't own the building. You have a portion of ownership of the building. So it's condominium living. And irregardless of whether or not your units that have, you know, 10 units or 50 units or 100 or 500 or 800, it doesn't matter. It's still under condominium. The big thing that does change, though, is the cost of the operating budgets and how it's all divvied up as far as expenses are. So your legal ownership is a condominium. And when that building was registered, they called it, for instance, TSCC. The TSCC means Toronto Standard Condominium corporation. The number is the number it was given at the time it was registered, and that number falls in line with the next one that's registered, and that's how the numbers fall. Now, if you're not in Toronto, then you wouldn't, of course, be under Toronto TSCC. You could be under the Peel Condo Corporation. You could be under the Halton Condo Corporation, whichever one it is in the jurisdiction that you're in, and that's how they're registered. So, having said that, The other interesting thing is you keep hearing the phrase common elements. Now, what is a common element? A common element means it is the part of the condominium that is shared by the entire owners as owned properties. Common elements are paid by the condo corporation, of course, and those would include your lobbies and your hallways and your elevator, your recreational, you know, your gardens, your underground parking, anything that's going on, I guess your walkways, you know, anything that's in the common area of the building, which can be accessed by anybody, any resident. A resident means the person that's living in the building. Now, the resident can either be an owner or a resident can be a tenant. And I notice that sometimes, you know, it's kind of interesting when I receive emails from people, they say that they're a condo resident. They don't say they're a condo owner. So, you know, a resident could be a tenant. So just just to clarify so that you are using the correct terminology. All of the expenses for these common areas, they are shared by all of the unit owners and they will form part of your operations, your maintenance of the building. And not only that, you got to remember, I mean, these areas, you know, your hallways and all of these different areas, you know, in time, they're going to need a refurbishment. So if they're going to be upgraded or, you know, and modernized or whatever, because there will be a time when that needs to be done. Where does that money come from? Well, that money comes from what's called as a reserve fund. Okay, So the reserve fund is where you will have extra monies over and above your operations. And part of your maintenance fees will actually include a reserve fund, And it will also include your operating budgets, okay, because you need to have that money for the future. Now, condominiums are regulated by the provincial condominium legislation and under a municipal guideline. And what is that? Okay, that is your condominium act. And the condominium act is handled through the Ministry of Consumer Services. The minister of that particular ministry is the one that will be overseeing what's going on with the Condominium Act. Now, the Condominium Act is under a tremendous amount of push right now because the Condo Owners Association is very concerned that this Condo Act, the provincial legislation, has been left out there in left field for 14 years. And it's sad because it, look how many people it affects. So now we're under review. But there's also questions as to whether or not the review has been handled properly, whether or not that there has been proper representation from all the different entities. Because, you know, at the end of this day, this Condo Act review could change legislation on the Condominium Act, which will affect all of you, not just condo owners. I've talked about this. It's going to affect everybody that owns real estate because if it doesn't take care of the major issues that have come about in the last 14 years, then we still have a problem and somebody dropped the ball. Now, speaking on behalf of COA, As the founder of the Condo Owners Association, we don't believe that the process was handled properly and we're getting the word out because this is the time where we need the members of Provincial Parliament in all of these jurisdictions to understand the importance of getting it right. And that comes to play. The comments that I made earlier with respect to why don't we have legislation that outlines exactly what the costs are going to be, no different from the insurance companies. Why don't we have that? Are we all expecting condominium owners who are maybe not even a condominium that's a board director to become tradespeople that have an idea of what the common trade value would be out there? But that's another story. So let's get on with condominium ownership. So the bottom line, how do the decisions in that building get made? Well, they get made because condominium owners have the right to vote. And they have the right to vote depending on your declaration. Every condominium building has a declaration, which is a Bible for that building. They have a declaration, they have bylaws, and they have rules and regulations. The declaration, when you purchase a condominium, you would have been provided the declaration that outlines everything to do with this condominium. And it even talks about what the price per square foot for the maintenance fees are going to be. Of course, you know, not taking into account uh, cost of living increases and so on, but it'll give you the template of how the breakdown is. So the board of directors are elected by the owners and they are supposed to be following four things. One The Condominium Act, the Provincial Condominium Act, which, by the way, is self-regulated. So there's no fines or anything. If they don't follow it, that's another story. The second thing they're supposed to follow is the Condominium Declaration, the bylaws of the corporation, and the rules and regulations. However, they do have the ability to change these depending on getting enough owners to agree with the changes. Not going to get into that. That's a little bit more technical, but just to give you an idea. Rules and regulations are not difficult to change. Those are the everyday operations. How long can you be in a gym? Are you closing at midnight versus one in the morning? You know, this type of thing. But when it comes to declarations and bylaws, any changes to those have to have major majority and they tend to be something that only the the corporation lawyers could do. But now, the bottom line is, is at the beginning of any building, there will be a turnover meeting. And a turnover meeting, for those who are looking at purchasing new construction, once the building is registered, the turnover meeting is the time turnover. The builder takes the financial documents, all the condominium declarations, all the paperwork, and turns over that the corporation, to the owners, because the building is now registered, and now the owners at the turnover meeting have the right to the declaration as a registered condominium corporation, and that is the time when your first board is elected. That time is crucial, absolutely crucial. You want the right people in from day one. If there's 300 owners that have bought into that new construction building, I am telling you, all 300 of you, if you can't make that turnover meeting, then have your family, your friends, somebody go there to represent you and create a voice. So here's the bottom line. So what do you own when you buy a condominium? You own your unit and you own a percentage of the common property, common elements. So remember that. And the condominium documents will outline exactly the boundaries. It can be the backside of the interior drywall of the unit, dividing walls. It can be the entire center line of the unit walls. It can be anywhere. The boundaries of your condo unit, they're important. If alterations and renovations are done. And don't forget. Not only that, they're also important because your price per square foot may not be the square footage that you're actually visualizing seeing. It could be square footage that's inside the wall. And if you're taking that into account and you've bought a 500 square foot unit, you may not have 500 square feet. You may only have 450 square feet. The other big, big thing about what did you buy? Parking. So did you buy parking as an owned deeded space that you can keep or you can sell and do whatever you want, rent it out, whatever you want with it? Or does your condo document state that you have a parking space that's exclusive use? And what that means is you're allowed to use it. It's delegated to your unit, but you don't own it. So you can't sell it. And this same type of system applies to storage areas. So if you have a locker, it could be the same type of thing. And as I mentioned earlier, a freehold condominium, there could be an entity there of land or something that's going to create shared area. So if there's freeholds and there's two complexes next to one one another, but they have an underground parking system or whatever they have that could contain a maintenance fee. That's the uh, red light, guys. If, if you see that there's a maintenance fee on anything that you ever purchased, it, it has an entity of a condominium. You're listening to Linda Pinazzato of The Condo Expert, giving you a lot of information about condominium and the buyer's guide that's actually out there, but sometimes breaking it down makes it a lot easier. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Linda Pinazotto. She's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, when you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinazotto at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373, or visit her at Lindpinizato.com. Hello there. You're listening to Linda Pinizarto at the condo Expert. and we're here at the studio at the Hayes FM. I'd love to hear from you. If you have a story, you want to be a guest on my show, give me an email Linda at P-I-N-I-Z-O-T-T-O.com. You have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you soon. Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus! Oh, uh, no way, no internet connection! Do you need help? Call IT Mayday, 647 977 7113. ITMayday.com